Welcome, welcome back to the second episode of the Love is Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Ari Afshar, with Ari Afshar and Associates here at Compass. And I am, as always, overly excited to have any guest on, and, and especially this one, uh, Kenny Stevens, who is a multifamily expert here in the city of Los Angeles. He's been in the business for over 18 years, sold well over $1 billion in total sales, and a 99% list to sale ratio uh, of all of his listings, which I find to be pretty, pretty impressive stuff. Welcome to the show, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Ori. That was a very, uh, very impressive little intro there. Yeah, well, you know, it's some pretty impressive stuff and stats that I couldn't make up on my own. And, um, you know, 18 years doing anything consistently is a pretty long time. So kudos to you and, and your awesome team, of which I know all of them. And they're all incredible people. So that's a testament to yourself as well. Thank you. Um, and I, what I'd love to do before we just dive into the obvious questions of real estate and how to make some of these people millionaires in the business are, are just, we want to know about you a little bit more. So uh, tell us a little bit about you. Where, where in LA do you live? Where do you call home? And, and what about it do you love the most? Uh, I, live in, I live in Mar Vista, uh, which is just east of Venice. And um, I, I love it. It's, it's great. It's about a 10 minute bike ride to the beach. Uh, I'm very active, um, very active outdoors so going to the beach and surfing everything is is uh, important and living on the west side the weather is fantastic doesn't get too hot in the summer and I have uh, I have a uh, two young kids I have a four and a half year old boy and wow. I have a seven month old girl oh you're going through it right now yeah so I'm going yeah I'm going through it you right look now. pretty good though you Thank look pretty you. good for, for all, I guess all things considered well that's the that's the thing about having kids when you're an old man is that you are able to afford lots of help yeah so. well you got a great hub you got a great team <laughs> doing great business and uh, you talked a little bit I guess about your passions you're an active guy you get out there a lot you're out, out at the beach what, what are you most passionate about uh, outside of real estate uh, outside of real estate, I, I play tennis. Um, I took up tennis a few years ago, and I play at least two times a week. Who's your favorite player? All uh, time. All time? Roger Federer. Wow, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah I'm actually headed out tomorrow to go to uh, Indian Wells. Oh, you are? Tournament. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. I, you, you are obviously wanting Federer to win that one. Uh, I want Federer to win everyone. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just a great cl- class act. Yeah. And, uh, you know. That's what I. That's what I do. I play tennis, and um, and I also this. This is just between us. Don't let anybody. No, no one else will know about this, Kenny. Okay. I, my other my other thing that people don't know about is I take voice lessons, and I, and I'm learning how to sing. Oh wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't wait, ask wait. me. Wow. Hold happen. on. This is awesome. No, we're <laughs> not, not gonna. Not, we're not gonna get you to do it this no. time, but definitely on a on a sec, second you know c- comeback sure. episode. Future uh, podcast. Who who are, who are some of your inspirations? I can't too many. Too I've got many Frank Sinatra right over there, as you can see on that on that uh, that that frame poster. So yeah, definitely too, an inspiration of mine. I can't wait. I can't wait to hit the karaoke machine with you one of these days. That would be that's great. awesome. That'd that's awesome. Um, definitely something I can I can relate to. Um, and you know, we we were talking about this before. Uh, you you invited me to this incredible gala. Uh, my wife and I came out. We were just so inspired and impressed by what we saw and what we heard. You want to tell us a little, a little bit about that and, and what you're involved with? 
Sure, and I, I appreciate that you that you were uh, able to come to the gala and, and meeting your wife. Um, that that was for that was a uh, the 80th anniversary of the Guardians, and the Guardians is uh, an organization that I support, that I'm pretty involved with, and uh, it raises the Guardians' sole purpose is really to raise money for the Jewish home for the aging. Very very cool. Yeah, so the Jewish home is a, is an unbelievable unbelievable place the average age of the uh, of the residents of the Jewish home or I think the average age is like 92 wow. average wow. there's like something like 50 or 60 Holocaust survivors that are there and they don't um, anyway it, it's a great organization you can definitely look it up and 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 you know if you want to get more information or or, or donate just check out theguardians.org. Yeah, very moving, very inspiring, and we were, you know, honored, you know, to be a part of that. So thank you again for that invite. Had a great time, uh, and you know, now now as we kind of like get into the business aspect of things a little bit, prior to coming into multifamily, I know you're a relatively young guy, uh, but but what were you doing before that? Well. Thank you. I'm not that young. I'm uh, I'm 50. So. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you're a good man. Uh, thank you. Uh, before before getting into real estate, um, the last the last gig I had, I was working for AOL, and I was selling online advertising uh, for AOL. And when the when the when AOL merged with Time Warner, which was way back in the day, 99, um, I think, right? 2000. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I left I left there in at the beginning of 2001. Hmm. Um, yeah, I got I got laid off. I, I volunteered for a layoff when uh, when AOL and Time Warner merged. Clash of cultures. Clash of cultures. I'd I'd been there for already three or four years, and I, I'd had enough. Yeah. So I was very excited when they were offering people, you know, buyout packages and severance packages and all this stuff, and all my stock options vested. And I said, great, I am out of here. And you're like, what do I do with that money? Yeah, I took nine months off. That was that was a, a great. That was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. How'd you segue into multifamily? Um, it was actually something that that I had wanted to do when I graduated from uh, from college. I graduated from college in 1990. I went to UC Berkeley, hmm. and um, I was I, w- I was very seriously looking into uh, getting into real estate then. And there was a, you know, we were in the middle of a recession at that point, and it just uh, people really weren't hiring. It it didn't work out. Hmm. So I. I took a few other routes, and um, when the when the opportunity came, I decided to get back into it, or to get into it. So, sounds like a fair enough plan. Um, that was that was two thousand one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, almost nine. Yeah, eighteen years ago. That's yeah. that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I obviously you're you're fully immersed in the space. You, you see deals all the time. Um, you know what what parts of LA are you currently currently finding great deals with good upside? Ari, you know I can't tell you that. <laughs> I had a feeling you actually were going to say that. Um, I have to ask. That's not true. I, I'm more than happy to share the wealth. And uh, whenever anyone asks me this question, the number one, the number one place that, that I'm looking at right now is Northeast LA, hmm. um, Glassell Park area. Um, Highland Park is a little bit... Highland Park's already seen a run-up, but Glassell Park, Cypress Park, Mount Washington, those areas are great. But there, there are always deals to be had everywhere in this city Hollywood West Hollywood even um, Koreatown is great Santa Monica Venice I mean there, there are always deals to be had you just have to you have to look for them 
Yeah, I guess it comes down to the buyer profile as well and mm-hmm. what they want and what they're comfortable with, the right. appetite for investment, you know, are they more risk averse or, you know, so, so, you know, and, and from what I know about those, those pockets and areas, I've got a lot of friends actually that recently moved out over there and you're seeing a lot of the East Coast, uh, you know, uh, buyers that are starting to move into that pocket as well. It's kind of like, has become a, a bit of the new, new. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, definitely seeing a lot of uptick over there in activity. Um, and I guess, you know, coming into the question about like buying, selling right now, what's the seller sentiment and, and do you feel a shift occurring? Huh. Um, you know, this is, it, it's interesting. Sellers, uh, I, I, it seems like there are definitely, there, there's a sentiment of uh, my clients who own a lot of properties um, wanting to take some chips off the table. Um, they, they saw that we just, you know, recently, um, you know, we almost got into a situation with Proposition 10 that, that uh, you know, could have made things potentially difficult for them, more difficult in L.A. Um, they are seeing that just owning property in L.A. is getting more difficult um, from anything from, from tenant law to, you know, utilities are going up in, in you know, a lot uh, quicker than, than rents are going up. So their expenses are getting higher. Um, it's you know just kind of an anti-landlord, uh, pro-tenant sentiment, especially in cities like West Hollywood and cities like Santa Monica. So um, you know the fact that Proposition 10 did not pass in November um, doesn't mean that it's not going to come up again. And so I think the the savvier owners are realizing that it's going to come up again and wanting to maybe take a few chips off the table before that happens. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about Prop 10, and it sounds like, you know, people are still a little bit cautious. They're not sure where things are going to go. Deals seem a little bit tighter. Uh, but obviously, as you alluded to earlier, there's still a lot of great opportunity for investment across the city. Mm-hmm. You just have to know what you're looking for and obviously partner with the right person such as yourself mm-hmm. to, to guide them through that process. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about some of those markets, and, and from what I've seen in, in just the residential space, we are seeing a lot of out-of-state buyers coming to LA. I mm-hmm. feel like people just love, you know, what, what LA has to offer, all the amenities, the climate being one of them, uh, the, 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 you know, beach, you've got hike trails, you've got, you know, ski resorts, you know, two hours away. Um, so are you seeing some of that as well in, in the multifamily space? Do you, do you find a lot of like New York buyers coming to LA and saying, wow, we've got, you know, great opportunity over here? Or is that dried up a bit? Um, it's actually picking up. Mm. Um, yeah, several several years ago, um, almost all of my of my clients were were local, um, and the money was here. Um, just just high net worth individuals and mom and pops who were looking to invest in, in the local market. Um, in the last few years, I'd say the last like three four years, I've been seeing a lot of capital coming from New York. Um, a lot of, of, uh, of funds that have been put together specifically to buy uh, apartment buildings in LA, which you know, compared to New York, compared to the New York market, the, the LA market looks undervalued. So, uh, and on a global perspective, you're you know, comparing Los Angeles multifamily real estate to, you know, to New York, to Paris, to Hong Kong, uh, it's it's relatively inexpensive to buy multifamily real estate in Los Angeles, which is pretty crazy to think about because yeah. two guys who are you know local who 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 are you know are Angelinos uh, through and through, we find LA to become more and more expensive, 
and some people are now having to move out because of the cost of living over here has become so high. Um, so it's refreshing to hear that some outside markets still view Los Angeles as being relatively inexpensive uh, and obviously great for, you know, the, 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 the community, great for commerce, great for our business. Yes. Um, Very few markets look at LA as yeah, expensive. There's probably like five or six, you know. Uh, <laughs> Most markets think LA is ridiculously expensive, yeah, yeah. but uh, but from New York perspective, uh, LA is cheap. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's all relative, and um, you know, and, and I, I guess what it comes down to is is like that market knowledge, that intimate um, expertise of what you provide, and obviously. Uh, from what we found, we have a lot of overlap on people that we know. You know, some people that we work with. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we, we we've got we share a similar clientele. Um, being in the city of LA, it's actually a very small city. Um, what what would you say is kind of the differentiating factor between you and maybe other teams? Like, why should a client work with you and your team? I can tell you why because I think you guys are awesome and. Obviously, we work in close proximity to one another, but from your mouth, what do you feel like is the reason why a client should work with you to help walk them through the process? Um, you know, there are, as, as you said, there are a lot of really good brokers in LA. So, you know, I never really tell someone, well, you should work with me. Uh, have me be one of, the, one of the three brokers that you interview, mm-hmm. and really, you know, from there, if, if people, people should work with who they like, and who they trust. It's not a short term. It and a multifamily transaction and a multifamily relationship is not the same as a single family residential relationship. You when you go to buy a house, you pretty much close escrow in 30 days and, and you're done. Whereas the relationships that, that we build with clients, I mean I, I've talked to clients for 10 years plus before we ever did a transaction. So it's like the, the relationship is built over a long period of time and when you when you actually have a transaction, that transaction could go on easily for six months between you know three months of marketing and three months of escrow. You're working together for six months and it could go longer. I've had many, many transactions that have gone a year. So it's like you, know, you, you need to realize up front who you, who you can work with, who you work well with. Yeah. Um, and if someone is looking for, you know, if someone's looking for a lot of hype, I'm not that guy. Right. I'm a very straight shooter. I'm very down to earth. Like, this is this is why my clients like working with me. There's no BS. It's just I. If you're looking for someone to tell you what you want to hear, I may not be your guy. Yeah. And you know what, what we've come to find in this business and mine and yours is is there's a lot of business opportunity out there, like in any business really. And mm-hmm. I, and I feel like. You know, you've got to pick and choose on both sides of the equation who you connect best with. It is a relationships business at the end of the day, and and obviously it comes down to dollars and cents. But I do I do believe in the thesis of you've got to get into a relationship with somebody that you feel comfortable with. Right. And so. Right. Um, same so, way. Same. It's the same with banking. You want to have you want to have a, a banking relationship with somebody so that you know in a in a situation they're going to go out of their way to you know, maybe, maybe do something out of the box for you that they wouldn't do for someone sure. who's cold. Yeah, it's a, it comes down to the relationship. And let me, ju- let me just add also that I have a phenomenal team. So that is yeah. part of that. That's another reason why you would ever want to do business with me is because I've got an unbelievable marketing team, an unbelievable transaction management team, an unbelievable analyst team. So 
it's just uh, it's a whole package i can attest to that they are all incredible people very friendly you, you've built a great company culture within your team i know if you don't mind me sharing that you took a couple of the guys out uh, on a snowboarding trip maybe you know a few weeks ago yes that's pretty awesome i don't want to share that with my team i hope they're not listening right now i'm but sure they're not listening they're, they're probably not but, but, <laughs> but it's definitely something that, that we've got to start doing every year as well um, and then, you know, one question that I actually love to just ask people is, you know, you've got, let's just say you've got a kid brother, you've got a kid sister, and they're terrified of investing in real estate, but they know that they want to and they have to. How do you recommend they get into the game? What do you suggest they do? That really is a tough question in, in Los Angeles. I mean, if you don't. I think the the you know I've owned apartment buildings my entire career, mm-hmm. and I have to say that probably the 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 most equity that I've built and the most money that I've made in, in real estate in Los Angeles has been have been my 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 residences wow. where I've lived. So it's like the single family home market and owning owning your own home is really uh, you know a great a great way to start. Still not cheap. Still yeah. hard to get into, um, but that's that's a side that's a side note. Uh, as far as multifamily goes, my first my first investment in multifamily, I invested about fifteen thousand dollars in a syndication, and that's you know a syndication is a way for for someone who has twenty five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to to invest in a property because even a hundred thousand dollars is not gonna is not gonna get you any kind of a multifamily property. I mean you you pretty much need five hundred thousand dollars to even scratch the surface right. of, of a property. So um, it's it's a way to get a, a fractional ownership and let someone else do you know do the heavy lifting. Someone else is going to find the property. Someone else is going to manage the property. You're just investing and in getting a percentage ownership, um, and you get the returns. You get you get a monthly return. You get the statements. You see how the properties run, and it's a good way to get your feet wet and and see how see how properties are run. See what kind of returns you're going to get, and then. Um, and then when the property is sold, then you get a, 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 you know, you should, ideally you get your money back plus a nice profit. So, and, and I'd gather that you probably have the resources to connect people in, in case that's something that they would be interested in. Absolutely. I know awesome. uh, many, many, many of my clients are, are syndicators and they take investors uh, on the properties that they buy and own and manage. Got it. Just, just, uh, you probably know quite a few as well. I'm sure we know the same people. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, but, you know, kind of. Coming to, if, we, if we're looking from a bird's eye view, I guess, and, and we're trying to look out the next two to three years, where are you seeing things going with the market? You know, do you recommend people buy, sell, hold? Uh, obviously, there are three different parties, you know, so wh- wh- what's, your, what's your take on the market? It's, I don't think that's possible to answer that question. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, the question has to be asked. I just want to know if you feel like there's a, you know, if there's like a crystal ball on, on where the LA market's going to be over the next few years. Ooh, no, tough questions. I love it. That, that is a very tough I'm question. getting good. Yeah. I'm getting really good. No, that's that's hard hitting. Yeah. It's hard hitting yeah. reporting. Well, you know, we're getting better here. Um, I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm always buying, so I'm always looking, I'm always looking to buy, but uh, I'm also, you know, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not in any hurry to sell anything, you know, right now. Um, but then again, if I had, you know, if I had 50 properties or even 20 properties, I definitely might consider, you know, taking one or two or three 
uh, chips off the table right now, and we don't know what's going to happen in 2020. Um, is is you know, Costa Hawkins going to come up again? Is rent control going to come up again? I mean, we know it's going to. New president, new president, um, or maybe same president, right? We don't know. Let's hope not. We don't know. So, <laughs> um, and then I guess you know, just any parting thoughts you want to leave with with the audience, and and anything you want to share at all. Um. Well, I would I would just say that that it's really you know again to reiterate it's really important um, whatever you're doing in, in real estate or any other aspect um, it's really important just to work with who you like and who you trust and to just really trust your your gut instinct if something you know seems like it's a, if it really feels good um, it probably is and you go for it and you're going to be scared I mean every I think every person who buys their first home or their first apartment building is scared to death yeah there's no I mean I've and, and I've dealt with I've dealt with first-time buyers who are um, older than me extremely successful in business have millions and millions of dollars and they're still super nervous about buying a two million dollar apartment building or a three million dollar apartment building so um, you know just trust your gut instincts if you're excited about it then then do it and if uh, if you're in into a certain deal and and maybe there's a broker that's pushing you to do it or a family member that's pushing you to do it and it doesn't feel right, just say no. There's always another deal. Incredible words of wisdom. Thank you, Kenny, so much for joining us today. And you guys can all learn more about Kenny Stevens and his awesome, awesome team at kennystevensteam.com. See a little bit about their personalities on their team and how they can help you find or sell your next multi-family property uh, so thank you again Kenny for coming on and uh, and as always the Love is Real Estate podcast is a part of our Into the Weekend newsletter where we share upcoming events, open houses and great restaurants and cafes in and around the LA area if you are not subscribed please go to reafshard.com and join our list uh, we welcome any feedback and uh, we want to make this podcast very enjoyable for you guys so please Don't be afraid to tell us your candid thoughts. And you can do all of that by emailing me direct at ari at ariafshar.com. And I will respond directly to all of you. Thank you guys all for listening. And we will see you next week. Enjoy your weekend.